In this first episode of Tech Transformation, we're looking at how the most recent pandemic wave is affecting grocery retailers and how they're using their 2020 hindsight to roll with the new challenges. We're talking with Cheryl Williams, Chief Information Officer of Wakefront Food Corporation, about checkout free stores, consumer behavior, and in-store robots. The grocers have been dancing around landmines for the last two years, often making changes on the fly, but that doesn't mean all these changes have stuck. So Cheryl's going to share how Wakefront's drawing from the pandemic's early days to navigate today. And she's going to talk about some of the latest tech innovations the company has on the horizon. Stay tuned for that and more on the inaugural episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnson, Senior Editor at CGT, and in this first episode, I'm really excited to talk with Cheryl Williams, Chief Information Officer of Wakefern Food Corporation. We're going to talk about some of the ways her teams are using learnings from the pandemic's early days to navigate this most recent wave. We're going to talk about innovative retail experiences that they have planned, and we're going to talk about robots. So I couldn't be happier to welcome Cheryl as our first guest, because not only is she a retail technology expert, but she's long called for retailers and consumer goods companies to work more closely together. So Cheryl, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Can you start us out by telling us just a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Wakefern? Yeah. So hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm super happy to be here. And um, as as you noted, I am the Chief Information Officer for Wakefern Food Corporation, uh, which is a retailer-owned cooperative, um, about $18 in sales annually. And we operate in the Northeast, and we actually have six different brands that we operate under. And we have about 50 member companies that own and operate anywhere from one to upwards of 30-plus stores uh, under those six brands. So grocers have spent the last two years uh, quickly shifting to new consumer behaviors and regulations. And, you know, technology has certainly helped with a lot of that. But that doesn't mean that all the changes have stuck or or even been beneficial. So kind of in the theme of hindsight being 2020, what are your teams doing? How are they using the learnings from the pandemic's early days to navigate this most recent wave? Yeah, so interestingly, you know, when I step back and, and, and thought about this, um, it's really, to me, about the vulnerability and dependency on labor today, right? So um, it's interesting because, you know, in the early days of the pandemic, it really hit our warehouses hard. Um, and we were very short staffed as, as we continue to be across the country today in, in food processors and logistics, mm-hmm. uh, transportation, whatever it may be, and in our stores. And so for us, you know, that was a, was a big aha moment. Um, about what can we do from a technology perspective to really help with, you know, retail and, you know, in, I'm sorry, with labor in the warehouses and at retail. Um, so a couple of initiatives that, that we've been working on is electronic shelf labels. And we actually have two stores that are 100% electronic shelf tags. Um, and we're rolling out a couple more as we speak. So that is obviously a huge labor savings for us. Um, and when we um, are struggling to get labor, obviously we can deploy that to the most important consumer-facing tasks and not having to use that like something to hang shelf tags. Um, same thing with um, you know shelf-scanning robots, right? To understand where they're out of stocks, where their opportunities, where their pricing discrepancies, 
Um, so we are also piloting that. So we're really putting a big focus on those things that can help us reduce our labor um, and take that limited labor we have. Because again, that was this was huge learning as you realize how vulnerable you are as enterprises. And we saw it in the whole food chain, right? Sure. Um, you know, the, the processing facilities and, and it's hit us all differently at different times. Um, you know, across the country and in different areas. So, you know, this time we seem to be hit, a, a, you know, it seemed like a little bit more at retail than at our warehouses and also at our offices, which the first time around weren't because we're working remotely now that we're back to the office. So, so those are really the things that we're focusing on. So I'm glad you brought up robots. We're going to talk about robots uh, in a little bit, but right now I, I just want to talk first about um, checkout free stores. So mm-hmm. I know you, you have a number of pilots going on um, to reduce the friction in the consumer experience. Uh, and this includes plans to pilot a checkout free store. So uh, most people have experienced this at this point, right? You know, whether it's the Amazon Go type technology or, or the grab and go type technology, but can you tell us a little bit about what you're piloting? Yeah, so um, you know, we're very excited about this pilot. And I will tell you that we've been researching all of the different uh, providers out there and talking to them and exploring um, all the different options. And we've settled on Trigo, um, who have you know successful operations running with retailers in Europe. Um, and for us, we're very excited because I, I still, the jury's out to me as to whether we'll be able to do 60, 70, 80,000 square feet, you know, foot stores completely with grab and go technology. Um, however, there are certain areas of the stores that we certainly will be able to implement it. So if you think about, you know, the grab and go areas, um, our fresh to table initiative, which is all around prepared foods. So maybe there'll be components of our stores you know, that have this technology and then we'll use more traditional technique, you know, traditional checkout method, um, which, you know, are evolving over time. So, you know, I see this being very widespread. And again, back to my first, you know, the first comment I made about labor. I mean, we need to take labor out. So today we have, um, you know, stores which are almost 100% self-checkout using traditional self-checkout lanes that have been in existence for, you know, 20 plus years. Um, and, you know, a scan and go type of thing. So I think this will be a complement to that whole frictionless checkout. And uh, we're excited to to start this pilot in somewhat of a controlled environment and then quickly roll it out to to other environments. I think you make a good point, you know, especially when it comes to the size and the format of the store, because, you know, it certainly makes sense when you see them in airports, right? You're just grabbing a few things, but are you really, you know, is it really practical when you're doing your week's grocery shopping, you know, for, is it practical for the stores to implement this? Um, okay. So you mentioned robots. I want to talk about robots. Um, so I know we've talked about this before. Last year, you partnered with Mars Wrigley for an in-store robot uh, named Smiley, uh, it was about four feet tall. It was covered in candy. Um, and I've written about it before. And I was lucky enough, it happened to be at a shop, right? It was deployed at a shop, right, in New York, which happened to be just by my house. So I have seen Smiley in action a number of times. Uh, and just on a personal level, I do think it's really cool when you see robots in your everyday shopping experiences. Uh, but for anyone who's not familiar with Smiley, can you talk a little bit about the partnership and, you know, what were the, what was the reasoning behind this? Yeah, so it was interesting because it w- it came to us through our um, grocery division, um, the partnership uh, with Mars, and, and we said sure. It, it was you know kind of a low tech you know thing for us um, to get involved in, and it really it, a couple of learnings, right? It was um, how do we partner. Uh, effectively with, you know, CPGs, right? So the relationship with Mars and who does what and how does it work? Um, it was also about how do the store personnel 
and our consumers interact with the robot, right? So it was really interesting because, as you said, you, you find it, you know, kind of puts a smile on your face. The name of it's Smiley, right? So you see it and it puts a smile on your face. And one of the things that we did learn is that the that you really need to engage the store personnel. So they need to own it and they need to be involved because, you know, in, in the beginning days, we'd find Smiley, you know, behind a, a, a pallet in the back room. And it's like, no, 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 Smiley's supposed to be out on the floor, right? Yeah. So so it took us some time and you really have to engage that store personnel and they have to be part of it and own it. So that was, you know, a big learning um, for us. And then also, as I alluded to with self-checkouts, you know, as we quickly deployed more and more self-checkout units, the front-end merchandising kind of, you know, fell by the wayside a little bit. And so Smiley was a way to make up for that and bring back some of those front-end sales that we were potentially missing. And we did see, um, you know, an increase um, as a result of using Smiley. So I think all around, it's just it's just furthering our knowledge of working with CPGs, partnering, you know, is it a sales driver? Is it a customer service? You know, and it, it really just gave us the ability. I think the more we do with robots, um, you know, the better we're going to be in the long term because we certainly have to supplement, um, you know, the jobs that are done at store level today. Okay, so then my next question is, can you talk a little bit about future plans for robots in stores? Are we going to see more smileys at, at more shop rights? Yeah, yeah. So so some, some of the, you know, um, I think new things that we're looking at is I recently came across a shelf stocking robot. So it is literally a, it, it looks like a human um, and it's basically stock shelves. Now it moves at the speed of a backwards turtle um, and, <laughs> and it's scary. It's very scary. Um, but what I liked about the little promotional reel that they did is they have a, a grocer kind of walking out the front door, turning off the lights and saying, well, you go home, you know, the robot will keep stocking the shelves. So I think that's interesting, obviously, and it's very early you know, days and infancy, but I think there is potential for it, you know, something like that technology to be more widespread. The other, the other technology um, that we're looking at is a cake decorating robot. So it's almost like a 3D printer, if you want to think of it that way. Um, But, you know, the, the need for skilled talent to decorate cakes or the ability for you come into a shop, right? And it's seven or eight o'clock at night and you want to grab a birthday cake out of the case and you want to have happy birthday Lisa written on it, right? We may not have personnel at those hours in our stores, but if you have the ability to interact with this cake decorating robot and they can put whatever you want on the cake, you know, it's another customer service and it's a way for us to take labor out of the system. So, you know, those are just two examples of the robots. And I'm, I'm a, you know, you give me a robot and I love it. Right. So, <laughs> so I, so stay tuned for, for more, you know, I, I, I just, I think it's, it, it is our future for sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned when you described that the first, the shelf stocking robot, you described it as scary. And there's certainly something to be said for, for consumer comfort or consumer comfort levels with, with robots in stores, right? So if you're covering them in candy, you have them decorating cakes, there's probably a, a good chance that they're going to be widely accepted by consumers. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of back to just to, to wrap it kind of like back to Smiley, like like everybody loves Smiley because Smiley was an embraceable, lovable robot, right? The self-stocking one, not so much. <laughs> right, it it right. basically looks like a stormtrooper. And if you like stormtroopers, <laughs> fine, but... <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, we need the shelf stock. Certainly consumers want their shelf stock, but it's not quite as delightful as seeing something covered in candy. And, I, and that also tells jokes. Yeah, so, right. you know. 
So my final question is, I'd love to learn more about an innovative retail experience that you've personally experienced, you know, whether that's through a Wakefern member's store or elsewhere. Yeah, so um, what's interesting is there are so many great retail experiences out there, right? And it's like, you know, every day I'm amazed by um, the the new services that are being offered to consumers, right? And how easy you know, the, the just general shopping has become um, through a lot of different innovation. And one of the things that, that I actually would like to highlight is a partnership we have with um, our um, wholly owned subsidiary, ShopRite Supermarkets, and we're piloting a technology called Caper Carts. Um, and Caper Carts um, basically um, are um, shopping carts that you can actually take your groceries, you can scan them, put them into the cart, and they're fully certified um, by weights and measures. So you can take produce and just put bananas in the cart. You can put grapes in the cart and it actually weighs those items. And then what you can do at the end of your shopping trip is you really just go to any of our front ends, whether it's a self-checkout or a, or a traditional lane, um, and scan a code and you're on your way. And so this, to me, you asked about autonomous in the beginning and, you know, kind of what we were doing with Trigo. Well, interestingly, the next evolution of this cart is the ability to just put items in without even having to scan them. So analogous to something like the Amazon Dash cart. Um, and in, and this is so when we talk about, you know, frictionless checkout. So whether it is a self-checkout unit, whether it's mobile scan using your own um, you know, your own phone or whether it's a caper card or whether it's Trigo, some combination of all these technologies, I think, will will take us to our next evolution of, of, of checkout. But, you know, that's I just wanted to highlight that work that we're doing. That does, That's another exciting retail experience. Um, so great. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you for joining us on our first episode of Tech Transformation. Um, I really can't think of a stronger way to start the series. For anyone who doesn't know, Cheryl also is a member of the CGTRS Executive Council, which is a forum for innovators and disruptors from retail and consumer goods who are working together to drive action across the industry. So Cheryl, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit consumergoods.com and rasnews.com to sign up for our newsletters.